1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to
2: prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy.
0: Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey.
1: You don't need a lot of brains in this, but investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time.
3: Welcome to a special episode of Get Started Investing and You're in Good Company. For those that are listening on the You're in Good Company feed, my name is Bryce and I am co founder of Equity Mates Media. As always, I am joined by my equity buddy Ren, but also founders and hosts. Of your in good company, Maddie and Sophie. Ren, how are you going?
4: I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. <laughs> first time the four of us have been in a studio together.
3: Yes, Maddie, welcome.
5: Thank you, and some great company, guys. <laughs> nice to be here.
4: <laughs>
3: Sophie,
2: hello everyone.
3: So we are very excited. This is the first time we have been in the studio together. It is the reunion. Uh, Twelve months since your in good company kicked off. So congratulations. We're very excited. And uh, this is going to be an electric episode, being in, the, being in the studio together, no pressure. It's
2: quite hot, No pressure. <laughs> <I'm> getting hot, <laughs> need some air.
3: <laughs> so we're going to spend the next sort of 20 minutes or so uh, unpacking a bit of the journey of your own good company over the last 12 months, big lessons, what you've learned, and then closing out, second half of the episode, bit of a game. Uh, we're going to be putting together a, I guess, a draft, each of us compiling a draft of our favourite CEO, favourite investor, an ETF, a stock, a best investing book and a piece of advice that our audience will then uh, vote on.
4: Now, before we get into all of that, uh, we want to turn the tables on the two of you. You always start your interviews with the same question. What's the best thing that happened uh, to you this week? Oh. So, to kick us off today, Maddie, why don't we start with you? What's the best thing that happened to you this week?
5: Mine would just have to be coming up to Sydney and spending some quality time with my equity mates team. I reckon.
4: <laughs> nice one,
2: Sophie. Probably when on Saturday night, Bryce said that we're having Mexican for dinner because that meant there's margaritas involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do love a marg at YJC.
3: It was a wild night on, I on, unfortunately uh, on Saturday. There, unfortunately, rented. But didn't...
4: I heard there was more than a few margaritas.
3: There yeah. were a <laughs> few margaritas. Evidently,
5: <laughs> equity mates also like
2: margaritas. <laughs> 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 yes.
3: Well, Old scenes on Saturday night, and a great way to kick off uh, your time here in Sydney and get started with the week. Unfortunately, you did miss it, Ryan.
4: I did, I did. Yeah. Well, why don't we ask you, Bryce? What's the best thing that happened to you this week?
3: Well, I mean, Saturday <laughs> night was like a movie. So, <laughs> so uh, one that I one that I'll never forget. Yeah, right. <laughs> well,
4: yeah, okay.
3: So let's leave it at that. So let's let's move on. Last time we did chat. You guys had just launched massive plans and it's been an awesome sort of 12 months. Um, Looking back over the last 12 months, um, what have been, I guess, some of your most memorable moments? Let's start there.
2: I feel like one of the most memorable moments of last year was when we did a live event at Melbourne Central. I guess the whole of last year was definitely throughout COVID and we got to do that live event and we got to interact with the audience, which is amazing. And then maybe a second one from me was the fact that we interviewed Julie Bishop. I mean, she is, yeah. was a dream guest. We got her on the show. It was an incredible interview and I just felt very, I guess, humbled and fortunate to be able to speak with someone of such calibre.
5: Yeah, I think for me, when we started the podcast, we did a first run of like a trial app that you'll be all thankful that never got released. <laughs> but in that episode, we talked about Adore Beauty and their IPO, and we talked about how a dream guest would be Tanilo Shanasi, the CEO of, IP, of the CEO of IPO, the CEO <laughs> of Adore Beauty. And I think when we got her on the show and the conversation that we had with her, it really felt like we were going full circle. So that was really nice.
4: Yeah, some great moments. Uh, a great first year. Uh, I'm sure you've learnt a lot from all of your guests. Um, what were some of the biggest lessons that uh, you've you've learned over the past year?
2: So, I guess Mads and I started this podcast as not experts in the financial field, and we just wanted to start this because we want to we felt a little excluded from the conversation. So there's been a lot of learning. I think, with investing particularly, I have learned to invest consistently and one of the lessons I've learned recently is to not just jump on board all the growth stocks yeah. <laughs> that you yes, see in yes. the market and actually really try and understand a company and research it well, understand the leadership, all those other things as well. Before you do invest in something, don't take a stock pick from a random person who probably doesn't know mm. anything. <laughs>
3: What's been the biggest surprise about creating um a podcast that you've learned? Like I'm sure you've got people asking you questions about how they can get one off the ground. We certainly do, a lot of people coming to the Equity Mates sort of with a podcast idea. Was it uh, everything that, that it's that's cracked just, up to that's be? That's just
4: Bryce fishing for yeah, more if podcast If you have ideas, an idea, yeah. you know who to call.
2: <laughs> I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that you don't just come onto a podcast and like sit behind a mic. It's so much more than that. And like, we're so lucky that we've had so many incredible conversations, but I feel like doing a podcast is so much more than that. And it's kind of interesting because you do get to see the bes- behind the scenes of like building up a little business. You've got to think about your audience. You've got to think about the social media. So I think it's a lot broader than just, yeah, sitting behind a mic every week. Mm.
5: I had a podcast host interview the other day and I think he must have been asked a similar question and he said that podcasting is like the biggest life hack and I totally agree because we get to go, we interview incredible people, leaders and... If I just message them saying, hey, can I catch up for a coffee with you? It'd be like, no, who are you? Random, go away. But (laughs) I message them and I'm like, hey, can we like record a podcast with you? And then we just get to sit and pick their brains for an hour. And it's like, it's such a cool way to, I guess, chat to people and get access to people. It's like the best excuse in the book.
3: Couldn't couldn't agree more. I just wish I remembered more of what, People spoke about in interviews.
5: Oh, okay. The I, know, I should
3: go back and listen to our old episodes. But yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that you're so in the moment thinking about podcasting, you're so right. Thinking about the next question, those sorts of things. That when you do go back and listen, you're like, that was actually a really good interview. See, I
2: listen. <laughs> see, I listen. I listen to ours because I'm trying to bring up the listeners. Like every listen counts. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah, yeah. I do the same. yeah. Oh, yeah. good. all good. <laughs>
2: So uh,
4: a key part of your podcast um, was to really help uh, make investing a more inclusive space, m- bring more women in- into the investing space. I remember when we started, there were some pretty stark statistics. Um, women retired with a third of the superannuation of men. Uh, only 18% of online Australian investors were women. Mm. How have you found uh, the conversation changing amongst your friend group, amongst your listeners in the past year? Is it... Is it something that you're noticing? However slowly that that conversation changing?
5: Yeah, definitely. I think when Sophie and I started this, and you know, obviously when you start a podcast, you want to be big, but I think we also kind of had this conversation around like if if literally one person starts investing because of listening, then it's like that's we're job done. Like we've achieved what we set out to accomplish, which is just help more women get involved in the stock market. So. I think, you know, we are so lucky we get lots of messages on Instagram or people writing in our Facebook group saying that they've started investing and this is how they're going and this is what their experiences are. And I think it's just so cool to see people have that space that they can come to and kind of connect with us and say
2: that. I also think we interviewed um, someone today, actually, with the podcast coming out maybe next week or this week, Broke Girl Wealth. And she said that she wants to be a circuit breaker. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening within like our community and around our friends and even broader than that. It's like, if someone does break that circuit and then they talk about it and they make it really normal, it's like, then people feel comfortable to speak about it all the time or bring it up at a place that they might not have previously, you know, sitting around at dinner or even just speaking about it on social media. So I feel like bringing a podcast like in this to, I guess, people's communities, it does kind of break that circuit a little bit. Yeah.
4: Well, Maddie, you said uh, if one person starts to invest, job done. Hopefully not job done because we hope uh, there's plenty of job to go and you guys are around for a long time. Uh, You're a year in. If you think about a year from now, uh, where do you want your own good company to be?
5: Interviewing Melanie Perkins. Okay.
4: (laughs) That's a a good guess. You are speaking at Canva. Well, when this is released, you will have spoken at Canva. So maybe you will have got the interview in the diary. True.
2: We are probably going to drop the name quite a bit just to yeah. see if anyone has her contact details. Yeah, well,
4: surely people that can have her contact details. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. No, but I think more live events, more interaction with the community, growing it as much as we can, as you said, growing it to more people so that we can, you know, hopefully change other people's financial freedoms. It's just growth and interaction. Just growth.
4: That's all yeah. we want, yeah.
3: Well, speaking of live events... We've got FinFest coming up in October. Save the date, October 15th. Uh, For those listening who have no idea what it means or what it is, uh, Equitymates Media are turning finance events on their head. We're bringing a... Festival atmosphere to a finance conference. Yes, that that, that is the truth. Yeah. Bryce D- Ren is shredding. Ren will shredding be DJing. I'm, yeah. I'm shredding. Ren's learning the turntables.
5: We'll be behind the bar making margaritas. <laughs> nice. Nah, yeah. So, I,
3: so uh, for those listening on You're In Good Company and Get Started Investing, Maddie and Sophie will be at FinFest. Confirmation.
5: There will be a YAJC party bus at FinFest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This
3: actually came out on Saturday night. I haven't updated you yeah. all right, <laughs> I'm into that.
4: I'm into
3: that. Yeah. Matty will be chauffeuring people from the, uh, sorry, the Young Company party bus will be chauffeuring people from the end of FinFest to the official after party. Oh,
4: okay. Uh, are we going <laughs> like to, gonna, have is it going to be a YAJC live show on the Ooh. party bus? <laughs> See, no I was also, I was also
2: featuring, like in the bathrooms, like interviewing people live from the bathroom. <laughs> I just thought it's such a funny concept. Every time you go to the bathrooms when you're at a so festival, weird. you meet the funniest people who have the especially best the conversations. ladies. Yeah.
3: <laughs> all right, good, good Why concept. Jay if you, you come to fest you can, expi- you can, you can see so uh, Sophie so, hanging out a, in the bathroom She'll be our microphone. official
4: bathroom correspondent. She'll be pa- stationed there all day. I
2: <laughs> thought it was a really good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea.
3: But anyway, nonetheless, uh, Maddie and Sophie will be there. We'll be there. It's going to be an epic event. Um, so... Link will be in the show notes to register details and uh, I think the girls will be giving more information on party bus and (laughs) toilet (laughs) toilet interviews as time goes on. But um, we're really excited. We are excited, yeah. (laughs) So um, before we rip into formulating our dream team, we're just going to take a very quick break to hear from our sponsors.
5: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
3: All right, so with the footy season having kicked off already, we're all very competitive. We thought it'd be a great chance for us to compile our own investing dream team, have a bit of a game um, for the second half of this episode. The way this is going to work is we're going to go around the room and uh, put together a team that comprises of one CEO, one investor, one ETF, one stock, uh, an investing book and a piece of investing advice you've received. So an all-round investor pack.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's no rhyme or rhythm to this. There's no rules outside of that. You can do whatever you want. The uh, ultimate goal is to win, and that will be done through our social media channels, both social media channels, where our audience will vote on their favorite investor pack. All right, so to rip to rip into it, and um, how about Maddie? You start with. Um, sorry, well, <laughs> no, I think the competitive nature that we are. <laughs> Sophie wants to go first. No, 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 no. <laughs> so can, Sophie, I one know. CEO. No, no, no. And this better be a first. stellar CEO. I'm going pick. second, but Maddie. You go first. I'll give <laughs> okay, it to Maddie. Maddie, you're going first. One CEO <laughs> right. to start to kick us off with our investing draft.
5: My CEO is Sarah Blakely, who is the CEO of women's chafewear brand Spanx. Now, this is why. Two reasons. The first one is that she did the she got a latest round of investors that included Oprah, Whitney Wolfheard, and Reese Witherspoon. Pretty good lineup there. Second reason is that when an investment firm bought a majority stake in Spanx valuing the company at 1.2 billion, she actually celebrated by surprising her employees with two first-class plane tickets to go anywhere in the world, plus 10k of spending money
3: whatever they wanted wow don't expect that yeah Matt Matt is looking at you yeah uh, (laughs) is that
4: is that what you're going to be doing if we raise money
3: in years to come absolutely (laughs) it's on record (laughs) nice okay that's good so that's a good one Um, you've definitely done more preparation for this than i have yeah
2: (laughs) my ceo is brian chesky who is the ceo of and co-founder of airbnb and the reason why is because i listened to him on how i built this with guy rads the resilience project mini series that they did over covid and it was all about like how they transitioned the company during such a tough period especially for the travel industry the way he talks about how he runs the company and also like his dedication to like the employees obviously there were some layoffs during that period but his dedication to his employees and the company was just kind of something that not resonated with me because i don't have a company like he does but like i you know i really appreciate that in a leader Um, also everything that's happening at the moment with ukraine i feel like it's really cool that he can pivot the company to also be um, charitable and kind of assist with those causes so yeah i think he's a very admirable of ceo
3: are you're gonna go. No, no, you go. We'll
2: go around the circle. I'm mean, interested oh. to see who you guys choose.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say um, uh, close to, close to home, and my favourite CEO here in Australia is Brad Banducci. Obviously, uh, I'm not going to choose him though, because uh, <laughs> oh. whilst whilst I'd love to put him on the list, we are trying to win a competition here. And
2: oh, would he not win?
3: <laughs> I don't think he'd win. I don't think he'd win. Sorry, Brad. Um, and I think one of the key traits of um a successful CEO, two two major key traits, are obviously. Uh, Um, Incredible intelligence and sales, salesmanship, if that's a word. Uh, Someone who can sell anything, ice to Eskimos, a pencil sharpener to a pencil, (laughs) etc. (laughs) etc. So there is no doubt that uh, the number one CEO in the world at the moment, I think, is Mr. Elon Musk. Uh. And uh, so um, I think him at the helm of any company, despite his uh, off the record Twitter posts. He, um, He's the guy for me to be in charge. So nice one. he's my man.
4: Uh, it would have been very surprising if we went around and Elon Musk wasn't mentioned. Um, Favourite CEO, uh, you want them to be in charge of a fast-growing, hot company, and that's why Bryce Lesky, CEO of... <laughs> I, it, I was minutes. literally <laughs> just about
5: not no one has said Bryce. <laughs>
3: Thank you guys. Nah, look, we
4: won't <laughs> we won't pander to Bryce. When I was thinking about what CEO I wanted to pick, I wanted I thought about what kind of investors we are here at Get Started Investing, at You're in Good Company. And we're very long-term investors. So my CEO is Bill Pollock. I assume no one has heard of him. No. But he is the world's longest serving <laughs> CEO. Oh, nice. Warren Buffett, fifty-one years, not a bad run, but Bill Pollock Uh, 70 years, the founder and CEO of Drake International. Bill is 92 years old, celebrated 70 years last year, still CEO. To put it in context, he was in business running his company 20 years before the first email was sent.
3: Jeez, I wonder if he sends any emails. Yeah, (laughs) probably these (laughs) days. But
4: yeah, Bill Pollock, because he embodies long-term investing.
3: Nice one. All right, let's move on. So we've got... (laughs) We've done a wrap, Uh, Maddie. So we'll go, Sophie, your turn. Uh, One investor to add to your investor pack.
2: Again, I'm just gonna go the basic route, but also my favorite investor definitely is Kathy Wood. Over the COVID period, she had some serious success because she was investing in a lot of growth stocks. And although we are seeing a market correction, a lot of those companies, um, a lot of the, a lot of younger people aren't giving up on her ETFs and her stock picks because they can see the value of those companies transgressing into the future. I feel like Kathy takes a lot of slack. She's a boss woman, and I just would wanna have her on my team if I was in an investing portfolio. So that's my lady.
3: Epic, okay, so uh, obviously, I could throw around names such as Bill Ackman or other names, <laughs> Seth Klarman, for example. But no, I want one, one um, uh, investor that has constantly intrigued me and one that we haven't really unpacked on the show uh, and also is incredibly off limits for us and everyday people is a guy called Jim Simmons and his company Renaissance Technologies. Um, I can't remember the name of the fund, the, uh, the diamond fund or the medallion fund. It's a fund that is only available to people who work at his fund, and it returns something like seventy-five percent a year or something crazy. It's completely run by algorithms. He's written a book on how he beats the market, but you have to work for the
2: company. Can you see what they invest in? Like, is <laughs> no, it no, no. no. okay? Or so it's completely private. private. It's, completely yeah, under wraps. Yeah. Oh, it's just shit. super
3: private but it just absolutely destroys the market returns. So so, um, so he didn't write
4: the market, but uh, so he didn't write the book, but the book is called The Man Who Sold the, sold market. the market. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So um, Jim Simmons is my man and his compu- maybe his computer is my man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not the actual guy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> all right. Well,
4: um, for me, we all have heard of uh, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha. I am going to go uh, someone who is such a good investor may not have the name recognition but has been given a similar nickname the Oracle of Boston aka Seth Klarman uh, he is he, he's been investing for a few decades now uh, his fund is uh, post Group um, he's a billionaire so he's done pretty well but the reason that I love him is he has written one of the best investing books or well, the best investing book I've ever read Margin of Safety it is so clear and it just encapsulates so much of what we have learned over our journeys as investing podcasters and what we try and talk about on this show. Um, so Seth Klarman for me is a great one to follow and I'd love to have him on my team.
3: Nice. Uh, wondering what you'll do for best investing book then?
4: You know what? Oh, I, know. I I won't choose. Well, I'll say what you guys choose first. Yeah. I won't say anything sure. at this point.
3: Sure. Um, it's also very expensive, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I it's think like it's like $1,000 $1, on Amazon. What? And I'm not oh, yeah. saying oh. you should do this, but if you were to Google, you might find a way to get <laughs> it for free.
3: But I'm not saying you should do that. <laughs> Maddie, investor?
5: Someone very close to home for the Equitymates family. Uh, also an Equitymates Investor of the Year Award winner. I'm going to go with Emma Fisher. I just love her investment philosophy. She talks a lot of sense, but I think what I like most is that she often pitches companies that like we already know and they seem really obvious, but she's able to bring a new perspective and identify a new opportunity in some of like just Australia's biggest companies. So I'm going to go with Emma.
3: Yeah, great. Nice one. Okay, so we've got CEO, we've got investor. Now we're turning to one ETF that you would hold Forever, or f- whatever time period you want to put on it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm starting. So this one, pretty straightforward for me. I want the best companies in the world, in one of, in the biggest market in the world, um, and a market that consistently pumps out good returns over the long term. There's, that's the S&P 500. Uh, knowing that I have a long time horizon for investing, I want to put some leverage behind. Uh, that. <laughs> I want to put some leverage behind that, so I'm going GGUS. GGUS is the ticker. It's um it's US equities geared by beta shares. Um, for someone who has 40 plus years, get me on that.
2: Can you give us a rundown on geared? Like, what's the difference with a geared? Yeah. Exposure? So,
3: long story short, but essentially, it um amplifies your position and your. So instead of um buying one unit you can buy essentially for the same price it'll give you exposure to three units and so over a long period
2: um more gains more gains or more losses it does go the other
3: way
4: for every dollar you put in beta shares go to the bank and get another two dollars so you get three units yeah which is good it's good if things go up it's bad if things go down
3: yeah yeah do your own research. <laughs> 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 All
4: right. Well, as you may have heard from my reaction, Bryce stole mine. Great, Great mine. Oh, you guys life. are both Great loving it. it. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I think um, I. So I will stay on the theme of long-term uh, leverage to an index. Nothing, nothing too exotic. Nothing too fancy. Um, Australia is home to some of the best com- uh, companies. BHP came home and it's now our biggest company. CSL, world beta, um, doing incredible things. So you know it may not be as sexy as the S&P 500, but America had its run. The 2010s was America's decade. If you look in historical stock market terms, the same stock market never doubles up decade after decade. It's Australia's turn. I'm going the ASX 200 leveraged ETF. From BetaShares, GEAR.
3: Nice, G-E-A-R, GEAR. GEAR. gear and g Uh, Maddie.
5: <laughs> well, Alex actually just stole mine. Oh. So yeah.
3: <laughs> We're all on the same page, good.
5: Look, my fallback is going to be a, a basic but a goodie. We've touched on it before, so I won't dwell on it, but companies and leaders that are really changing the world can't go past ARK, E-T-F, ticker A-R-K-K. Got great woman at the front leading that one, so I will back Cathy all the way.
2: Yeah, and she's my investor, remember. So if you want to vote for my portfolio, that's it. Yeah, that's a good one.
4: Did Maddie just take your ETF? Sophie,
2: what's yours? No, obviously I do like Arc as well, but I wasn't gonna go double up. So instead I have actually gone a little bit risque compared to everyone else. Okay. I've gone ticker HGEN, which is a hydrogen uh, yeah. ETF, which follows the sole active global hydrogen ESG index. I really think hydrogen's having a moment. Everyone's working towards decarbonization. I mean, look what's happening in the media with AGL and Mike Cannon-Brooks. And I think that although it's a thematic that's kind of already taken off, I know people do say like, don't jump onto a thematic just because you're hearing about it a lot because it might be too late. But I just think there is so much room for hydrogen. So that's my little risque one for you all.
3: Love it. All right, so we've got three to go, stock, investing book, and piece of investing advice. So let's uh, do a power round. Ren, your turn. One stock.
4: Uh, one stock, Interactive Corp, listed over in uh, the US, ticker IAC. I won't go into the full no. breakdown, but you can listen to our Stock of the Year episode on the Equity Mates feed if you want to hear it all. Uh, but it is the anti-conglomerate. It creates companies and just throws shares at you. Um, what more could you want?
3: I will attest it is a very interesting company. Yeah. Yeah. If
4: you've used any online dating app uh, in the past 10 years, you've interacted with them. I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maddie, your turn
5: <laughs> Mine is Unity Software This company owns the world's best game, video game engine And they're working with some pretty incredible companies at the moment Which is very exciting They're also the first choice for companies launching into the metaverse So very topical at the moment
2: I'm going square or now block. I feel like they are moving into some incredible spaces. They have Jack Dorsey at the front of the company. They're expanding, they're global. And I think it's just a big one that I have conviction in.
3: Nice one. I'm going rock solid. Rock solid foundations in a company that's just going to keep on ticking over. Can't go past Berkshire Hathaway for me. Give me Warren any day of the week.
4: Surprised you didn't say Macquarie.
3: I, I had it on my list. Yeah, but so did uh, I. I took it off because I was like brass would do nah, this No, nah, so, no. I've pumped him up too much.
4: So before we move to book and advice, we should just say uh, ETF and stock. Obviously not financial advice as we say on every episode all of these companies weren't discussed with reference to the price they're trading at now or anything like that. Or any research. Or any research. <laughs> uh, it's, totally,
2: it's totally making it up as so, we go.
4: So uh, this was purely for the purposes of the game. Do your own research, get financial advice if you feel
3: you need it. That's it. Okay, so it is now back to Maddie with our one investing book.
5: Yeah, this is one I read a couple of weeks ago actually, read Notice by Bill Browder, incredible book. You guys have interviewed him, him being Bill on Equity Mates before about a uk guy investing in russia and then gives incredible insight to i think just what russia slash probably putin in particular is like as a leader uh particularly relevant at the moment so i would highly recommend reading that one
4: yeah bill browder is known as putin's number one enemy uh so very very relevant
3: all right sophie
2: My favorite investing book is, again, a classic, One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. It has all of the best lessons that I've gotten about investing. He was obviously an investor over a very long time, so I just think it has a lot of insight into the markets.
3: Nice. Well, I'm hoping that we're on the same wavelength and you'll say one of them, so I'm going to just give a selfish plug and go get started investing. (laughs) (laughs) A book that we've written, if you haven't got it or you know that someone wants to start their investing journey, Get Started Investing is the book for you. There, I've done it.
4: So I feel like... Uh, what would I have done? Uh, the The greatest beginner investor book with the worst title. Yeah. Is that what... Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, Millennial Money by Patrick O'Shaughnessy. This guy can create world-class investing content, but he can't think of titles to save himself. His podcast is called Invest Like the Best and his book is called Millennial Money. Name a worse pair of titles but the content is incredible millennial money is the number one book i would suggest except for our own yes uh for any beginner investor so um i'm gonna lock that one in
3: awesome all right so to close it out best piece of investing advice that you have received sophie
2: mine's um about goals my one of the best pieces of advice i've given being given is to make three months goals. three month goals in investing it's really good to obviously have your big long-term dreams but when you think of retirement it seems like forever away and when you make something in a three months it's long enough to achieve something but short enough to take accountability for it and I think it's been one of the things that has really set up my investing routine and it's also one of the things that pushes me to learn more because I can say things like I'll read a book and learn about this space or I'll invest consistently over that three months you can make it dynamic so yeah that's mine three months goals.
3: Love it. Um, Look, there's plenty, but I think one that's particularly relevant for now, and this is to always have some cash on the side and don't have cash on the side that is in your savings account, but have cash that's in your brokerage account ready to rock and roll. And uh, that doesn't mean you have to have 10 grand on the side, but just have something so that when markets present opportunities like now, you don't have to go and sell other stocks or your car like Ren's trying to do to fund (laughs) more uh, share purchases. Yeah, if anyone
4: would like to buy a 2006 Mazda 3 Sport, uh, just hit us up. (laughs) Royal Blue. Uh, Yeah, blue.
3: (laughs) He's colorblind. I I don't think he (laughs) knows. All right, Ren.
4: Uh, So this is one um, that I like to remind myself when the admin of investing becomes a little bit too much or you just, you feel a little bit overwhelmed by everything out there. Every major technological breakthrough of the past two centuries has been investable through the stock market. And we think about the technology of today that is you know get, gets us excited that Kathy Wood is investing in electric vehicles, batteries, hydrogen. we've mentioned some of those things today. but you look back over history and all of that has been available to investors through the stock market and that is an opportunity that should
3: not be missed. Love that. And Maddie to close it out. <laughs>
4: Mine's
5: a quote, which I've forgotten exactly how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Love so it. it's my interpretation. So fra- yeah. <laughs> the essence is: yeah. invest in what you know and know why. You- <laughs> it's it. Peter Lynch. It's yeah. from the One Up on what Wall Street. Is what is it? Know what you own and know why you own it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Bang. Nailed
3: it. Great. Well, great way to finish. Well, let's quickly run through one word each, just to remind everyone what our um our packs are. Maddie, do you want to go through yours very quickly? Just one word. Just as Elite. in my spank
5: bank. Yes. Spanx CEO Sarah Blakely, te- lots of money at her employees. Emma Fisher, Ark ETF, Unity Software, Red Notice, and
2: that quote.
3: Nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi guys, pick me. Um, Brian Chesky, S- CEO of Airbnb. Kathy Wood, freaking legend. Hydrogen ETF, um, Square, one up on Wall Street, and make three months goal, three month goals.
3: Awesome, I had uh, Musk, Jim Simmons, g Berkshire, get started investing and have some cash on the side. Nice, well
4: we will have this all on our social media so don't feel like you need to uh, follow along here. There's a lot of information being thrown at you but CEO Bill Pollock, investor Seth Klarman, ETF, Gear, uh, Interactive Corpus, the stock, Millennial Money, the best book with the worst title and uh, the piece of advice that every major technological breakthrough has been investable through the stock market.
3: Love it. What a fun way to end the episode, a fun way to have uh, you guys in the studio. It's been an absolute pleasure. Congrats on the one year celebration. We've loved watching you grow, love listening to your content. And uh, I know that those listening on Get Started Investing hopefully will uh, now... If they don't already know about you, know about you. Make sure you go and check out their content. Um, Rate and review them if you can, as well as obviously Get Started Investing. Yeah,
4: give them a review and just wish them a happy one year anniversary. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
3: Follow them on socials. Maddie, Sophie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much.
2: Let's go get some margaritas.
0: (laughs) Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.